0: everyone welcome back to another episode of the bet on yourself podcast today i am very excited to be attempting to summarize the incredible conversation i had last week with jill hazel jill is the senior vice president of marketing and public affairs at uber and before joining uber she led communications and public policy at snap And before snap she worked at google where she led global pr and corporate communications team after her career in politics we cover that whole trajectory in the full episode so if you haven't yet listened to that one i really encourage you to do so and hear this incredible journey and how she created these opportunities for career progression for herself but today in my summary i want to focus on three main takeaways that will be applicable to all of us regardless of the career stage that we might be in these three things that really stuck out to me are first How do you create opportunities and deal with fear as we're challenging ourselves? Second is seeking out and leaning into challenges. And third is maximizing the lessons learned that inevitably come from the mistakes that we will be making along the way. So let's get into the first. The first is how do we create opportunities for ourselves? This can be really tricky early in our careers or when you're looking to level up. And Jill really highlighted the importance of raising your hand and being willing to take on anything. So she started her career working for John McCain while he was um, running for president. And she just raised her hand as this early junior person uh, who volunteered for his campaign. And she raised her hand as someone willing to go anywhere in order to help him. (laughs) She got sent to very snowy states where she was the junior-most person, and she learned a lot just by willing to be in a place that maybe otherwise, would, otherwise some of her teammates might've seen as a less desirable assignment. But by doing so, she was recognized as someone who was willing to put in the hard work, who was motivated by learning as much as possible and who had a huge impact. And this is how she got recognized as a leader pretty early in that part of her career. She was really focused on just putting herself in the right rooms any way she could. Title did not matter. And if you know me, this definitely resonated. I did the exact same thing in the beginning of my career journey. I did not care what title you gave me or what small tasks you wanted me to do, as long as it was putting me into the rooms where all the action was happening and I could observe the leaders that I wanted to emulate later in my career. Then she emphasized really focusing on working with people who are smart, ambitious, and that will challenge you. Now, my career in tech did this Quite easily. (laughs) And she's experienced that both in the policy part of her career and also in tech. And this can be a little counterintuitive, especially when you're young. It might seem intimidating or counterintuitive to put yourself in a team or an environment where you'll be challenged because you might be worried that it's getting exposed to all of your weaknesses. But really, I have to tell you, this is where the real growth happens. And the sooner you get over that fear, the more opportunities for growth and honestly, fun. Um, will appear for you. So Jill um, talked about when she had to double down, uh, this is again, early in her career when she's working for McCain. And he was at a stage of his campaign where he realized he was not gonna win the bid to become the next president of the United States. And, but he wanted to continue the campaign because he was really focused on the issues he was talking about and the importance that it was playing the American um, economy and environment at the time. And Jill really believed in those messages and felt very passion aligned. And while other of her peers decided to jump ship because they weren't gonna win, she stayed on because she really believed in the mission. And that was a great opportunity for her to be seen as a leader very early in her career. This led to her becoming one of the youngest female campaign directors ever. And she was the remaining leader. Every single part of that job for her was intimidating and new and something she had never done before. But she said it was so busy, there wasn't time to dwell on the fear or imposter syndrome. She just had to dig down deep and plow through. And she made a really important decision. She told herself she could either be scared or be excited (laughs) by, by this challenge in front of her. And she chose to be excited. I have definitely faced that decision myself. I've been in tech companies surrounded by some of the smartest people in the world and been very intimidated by being the junior most person in the team, but I too chose to be excited and that is a real game changer. So next she talked about how do you create opportunities once you've got yourself into this room with these important decision makers and across her career time and time again, she got these opportunities by being recruited. These big breaks in her career came from building a reputation that preceded her of doing the hard work, asking the right questions, and being a really good teammate. And that led to her being sought out for specific projects, whether this was the next campaign she did for Bloomberg or being recruited to come to Google or Uber. This was a pattern that repeated itself because she qualified herself and built that lasting reputation. She said that what we really have to do is create our own space in the rooms we want to be in. And this really rings true for me. She said, no one invites you in. You have to create your own space. (laughs) That's totally true for me. I just wanted to first get into the rooms where important decisions are being made. Then I wanted to qualify myself to own a small piece of the action happening in that room so that I could observe how other leaders were leading and motivating their teams. And then based on that experience, I then could um, replicate that for myself and take on some early challenges. That is how you create space for yourself in the rooms that you want to be in. So how do you do things you've never done before? This is the key. The truth is there is no such thing as over-preparing. I talk a lot about doing your homework. Nobody's probably gonna give this homework to you. This is about leveling up, going beyond what you've already been tasked and assigned to do and seeking out, what's, what's the next level? How can I level up my contribution? How can I deepen my understanding? Asking yourself those questions and diving into the depth and the breadth of your understanding that really qualifies you to stay in those rooms once you've got your foot in the door. So the second big takeaway from my conversation with Joe for me was really about seeking out and leaning into these challenges. Once we've raised our hand to take on something we don't know how to do perfectly, how do we survive in that environment? And Joe experienced this kind of challenge time and time again. Her very first day at Google was just as we announced that Google was pulling out of China. Her first day at Uber was just after that famous video of Travis um, complaining to an Uber driver, um, which then became this big PR disaster for the company. And then later, um, she, when she was helping Dara come on as the new CEO of, of Uber, they had just lost their license to operate in the United Kingdom. So she's really had some baptisms by fire. But she said, really what you have to do um, when leaning into these challenges is learn to trust your instincts. You have to create uh, this muscle memory almost for challenges. Uh, start small early in your career and then trust your instincts that, so that you get to this place where the pace and the intensity are familiar and thrilling instead of intimidating. And again, that's just with repetition and time. Just inviting incremental growth really helps you build that so that it does, that intensity does feel familiar and exciting rather than intimidating. So key to this is how do you avoid overwhelm? She, Jill really explains this as being willing to have the debate with her colleagues and then drive forward once a decision has been made. And I think this is key. A lot of people maybe want to have a harmonious team that doesn't feel contentious, but really in any innovative, game-changing company or career, you need to invite debate, which means you're pushing yourself outside of your status quo, getting outside of your comfort zone, inviting different perspectives into your work, and that's going to drive you forward. But I think the second part of her observation is really important. Once those decisions have been made, be all in. Don't continue to, like, ask yourself the same questions over and over again or, or debate it. Really lean into that, look at the information um, that you are gathering, making data-driven decisions, and just drive forward and don't let fear deter deter you as it gets a little tough on the path. And Jill said that Google was a particularly great training ground for her, and it certainly was for me, because so many things were happening simultaneously that she really had to learn to manage a lot of things um, that were outside her comfort zone all at the same time. So for her, that meant managing both big policy decisions, mergers and acquisitions, scaling, global expansions, etc. Now your job might not involve policy M&A scaling global expansions, but I bet you definitely are wearing a lot of hats. So getting used to managing that, delegating, be really really effective in the way that you use your time is really important in in this key observation. And I think buried in that really is being exposed to many different things, many different aspects of your company or your team, leaning into ways that you can expand your understanding or maybe cross-pollinate some of your talents and expertise into different parts of the company that could use your perspective, like really thinking outside of that box and beyond just your job description. And the third and final takeaway that I wanna emphasize from my conversation with Jill Hasselbaker is about maximizing lessons learned from making mistakes. Mistakes are inevitable. If you are challenging yourself in any way, you're going to figure out some things the hard way. So what do we do first? If we've made a mistake, I think it's really important to focus on the substance and not the spin. I'm plagiarizing Jill here. She says whenever she was dealing with a PR crisis and wanting to make a public statement about what the company was going to do to improve, you focus on substantive change and not spin. Give a real response. If you've made a mistake, go to your manager and be the first one to tell her or him about it and come with an action plan. Be committed to real change. Really dissect what went wrong, what you've learned from it and how that same mistake isn't gonna happen again. And in fact, how you're gonna use that to benefit projects and really inform your decision making going forward. This is how you get to be seen as a leader and you earn that level of trust from those above you. The next key on learning from our mistakes is to focus on the benefits and the learnings. What are we taking away from this and how are we going to be better because of this and and not focusing on the bad or the painful part of it. If If you're not making mistakes, you're really not doing anything of impact. So emphasize that this is evidence of you really challenging yourself and that this is a positive. And then ask yourself consistently, are we doing enough? Are we doing enough questioning? Are we doing enough change are we questioning the status quo enough because that's where you can really benefit your team and company the most this again is about focusing on being mission driven you have to be transparent and proactive and make sure that your contributions are aligned with what the company needs most from you if that isn't clear specifically ask that of your manager in your next one-on-one So really this key for me, if I had to summarize it, is about putting our heads down, focusing on the work and lifting everyone around us up, especially through those tough learned lessons. Because what we really need most in, especially in this pandemic time when everything feels so heavy, what we need most are models and not critics. We need people doing the hard work, modeling good behavior, being focused on the change we wanna see in the world rather than criticizing and complaining and not being solutions driven. So if something's frustrating you, or better yet, if you're ready for a new challenge, go to your manager with a proactive plan of something you wanna do, a responsibility you wanna take, something you want to learn, and really ask for permission that you can then contribute at that level. And this is how you're gonna get recognized and qualify yourself for some leveling up. So I hope this gives you some challenges you wanna take on this week. You go bet big on yourself and please share it with me. I'd love to hear what challenges you're taking on, what questions you have, and some of your big wins or hard lessons learned, because that's a very, very important part of this journey that we're taking together. So I look forward to seeing you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Bet on Yourself podcast. If you're like me, you have a lot of new insights and ideas of things you want to implement from this episode. Don't worry if you were listening to this while walking the dog or putting a baby to sleep or driving and didn't have hands free to take notes. We've done the hard work for you. Check out the show notes here in your podcast app or on my website, annhyatt.co, for additional resources. While you're there, you can also sign up for my newsletter, which always supplements these podcast themes with additional free resources. May I ask for a quick favor? Please click on that follow or subscribe button here in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode and give us a five-star rating. I'd love it if you'd also share this via your social media with your friends and tag me so that I can see what resonated with you, who you would like to hear on future episodes, and what topics are on your mind. We'll be back next week with even more content to support you in your big bets. I'll see you then.